Um, I'm honestly not 100% sure what... How do, you, how do you start one of these? You say... Welcome to Eat Chit and Dice. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I mean, that's... I mean, you pretty much start. You just, you know, welcome to Eat Chit and Dice. Yeah. I'm Jondi, otherwise uh, known as the other ginger or nerd girl Jondi. Uh, and I'm Jared. Jared K. And he isn't otherwise known as anything but No, that's a it. Butthole. That's the only thing. I can say butthole. You can say butthole. Um, we can say poop. We can say pee pee. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good way to start. <laughs> well, we'll use that. Um, and this is where I would cut it and put in all of our amazing um, intro music, but we don't have any. Okay. So anyway, um, under the sea. What was that? Was that under the sea or was that? I, just I can't think it was a king. mixture of the two. See, that's what I'm talking about. I just can't wait to be king and under the sea are the same song. But if you, the but what when you're singing the tune, it's totally different. Well, if you're just going do 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 do, then you can twist it around and it can be the same thing. Gonna be a main event like no king was before. That's uh, under the sea. Looking down, working on my look roar. at all these. What's it? And who's it? That um, you're thinking of part of this world. Oh, I don't know. How's under the sea go? Um, under the sea. Do 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 do. Darling, it's better. Yeah, downwards water. Take it from Up on the land. I am cutting all of this out. All of this is this is going to the cutting room floor. Okay. Yeah, we don't want to get sued by Disney. So. Right. Um. <clears throat> anyway, so we've never. This is this is a disaster, um, but it's okay because if the three people that are still listening are interested, um, if they read the topic of three this episode, people? three whole people. That's everybody in this room, Jerry. That is all three of us. <laughs> all three of us that are. I mean, in this I room think right I now. might get bored listening to. It. I, I'm already bored. I'm bored right now recording this. <laughs> um, okay. So we're going to talk about, today we're going to talk about board game 10 by 10s What's that? Um, well, you already know what it is. I but do. thank you for providing me the opportunity to do some exposition here. A board game 10 by 10 is when you pick 10 games and play them 10 times. In how long of a period of time? In one year, in a single year. Now you have a couple of options here. Um, number one, you can do what is called a hardcore 10 by 10 where at the beginning of the year you pick your 10 games and those are the games that you're playing. You have no, you can't change them. No, no swapping, nothing. Um, another one that you can do is you can just wait until the end of the year, like to the very last day, literally December 31st and say, and oh, look back at what you I played these games 10 times. So that's my 10 by 10. That is your 10 by 10. That's what you're doing. You've, you've set yourself a, you've penciled in some stuff. Well, no, I'm not going to the end of the year and going, okay, what did I play 10 times? Right. I but mean, I have some goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's fair. So I'm actually doing three. Uh, I'm doing a hardcore, I'm doing a standard, and I'm doing like a party games filler game. Well, see, I think you should nix the party games filler one, and instead we should have an eat, chit, and dice party games filler 10 by 10 that we put together as a team. Well, that's fine. We can do that too um, because the filler 10 by 10 will take – we could probably play we all can 10 do of them. All of that. <laughs> like, yeah. All 100 games in one day. Yeah. Do you want to play 10, 10 games of code names in one single day? Um, probably not. I, I have not ever played code names, though. Okay. Well, that's fair. So um, I could easily play uh, 10 games of Secret Hitler with the right group of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is on my standard 10 by 10. 
Um, I'm <coughs> swapping things around. Um, and that's the nice thing about the standard 10 by 10 is you can swap things around. You See, can I feel like that's them. a cheat. Um, like, now that I've actually narrowed mine down to 10, um, with what started with a much larger list, I feel like swapping things out it would be a cheat. So, I mean, of course, there are going to be other games that I'm going to want to play a lot of times, maybe. But I don't want to just throw them onto my 10 by 10 because, in my opinion, it's kind of a cheat to swap things out all the time. Um, well, well, see, that's the whole point of the standard one. So the hardcore one, you pick at the beginning of the year, and those are the games you're stuck with. But the standard one, the, the normal 10 by 10 for not crazy people, um, last year, uh, one of my friends, he did a 10 by 10, and he didn't know until mid-December what his 10 games were going to be. Um, yeah, and I, I don't disagree with you that that's kind of cheating, but we're here in at the end of January and if you haven't done a hardcore I think you should be free to swap out yeah I mean that's true I guess I should say I guess mine's standard because I am counting a couple of things that I played before I finalized my list yeah however I am going to strive my own personal goal would be to not swap anything else from this point forward so we've talked about what a 10 by 10 is um, and if people don't know they can and what the point of it is. Yeah. Like, why would somebody want to do a 10 so by 10? So, the reason that I want to do a 10 by 10 this year is because... Okay. I own, according to Board Game Geek, over 2,000 board games. I'm guessing it's probably closer to 3,000. Um. Well, I think it's probably closer to 1,000. Maybe. The, the problem is that... BGG counts every single promo, every single alternate art card. That's true. Um, every expansion as a separate entry. And a lot of times, I don't if I I don't consider an expansion an additional part of the game. Like if I have a game on my ten by ten that has expansions, I count playing those expansions as you know part of. Right. So for example, um, I have Pandemic on my ten by ten. Um, I have every expansion for Pandemic. I even have some of the promo cards that they had at Gen Con. To me, pan- it's Pandemic. It's all Pandemic. But to BGG, it sees Pandemic. It sees in the lab. It sees it sees on the brink. It sees them all as separate entries. The the promo cards as separate entries. Right. Um. And I'm not saying that's wrong, because I think it's important that you know what you have well and it's really cool to be able to say on your bgg list and for people listening that don't know what bgg is it's boardgamegeek.com which is if you're playing board games if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what board game geek is um go learn stop listening to this podcast pause pause it pause it don't stop listening forever but pause it and go and register an account that's fair but you know, I, I I would like people that are listening, that are my uh, yeah. Just don't even put this part in there. But you know, like <laughs> I have friends that I hope listen to this that aren't big board gamers, but maybe from listening they might become interested in playing more board games. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I'm all for expanding the the hobby. Right. BGG, even if you don't register an account, is a really good point of reference it's a when very you're good resource looking, it's a very good resource when you're even looking at games if you know it's a lot of times it's really hard to tell just by reading the back of a box if you want to play a game and board game geek is a really great site to go i mean even just to look at the rating on there because honestly 
most of the people that t- spend time playing these games and taking the time to log plays or rate the game or and or rate the game, they are they're they're going to be honest about the rating and th- they put thought into it. So I think those ratings are pretty accurate for the most part on BGG. And it's a really good point of reference to help decide if you want to buy a game or not. Um, can I tell you something here? Sure. Um, I don't read the back of the box. I look at the picture and I try to guess what kind of game it is. <laughs> so if I see a bunch of piles of cards, I'm like, okay, this is a deck builder or something. If I see dudes on a map, I'm like, okay, area control, dudes on a map. Um, if I see people with their hands pushing things around, I'm like, okay, it's a dexterity game. Got it. Um, I'm at the point with my collection where if the back of the box doesn't immediately make me want to read the text, then I'm not going to read it. Well, because you buy everything. I don't buy everything. You buy everything that isn't a huge, like, Hasbro-type release. I don't know if that's 100% Not 100% true. I'm exaggerating a little. I mean, if I were to buy every game, I'd have to go to Essen every year, buy everything. That's literally is impossible. Right. I am. I'm exaggerating a little bit. But I mean, you have enough games in your personal collection that you could open like a board game cafe or something. And people would be able to play a brand new game every day for (laughs) a really long time. (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. And that's part of the reason that I want to do a 10 by 10. Um and I've almost exclusively picked games that I've already played a whole bunch of times. So maybe I'm doing it wrong. See, I don't think there is a doing it wrong because I think I think the whole reason for a 10 by 10 is to encourage play, encourage the social interaction of the board games itself. Right, right. And my goal, I mean, in, in thinking about my 10 by 10 a lot of times my my board game collection is nowhere near as large as yours i don't think anyone's should be right but i do have four bookshelves full of board games and that's a lot more than probably the average person yeah, is going to yeah yeah i'm not 100 percent sure what the average is uh i'm sure i could look on bgg and well that's the average among board gamers i would say the average person yeah well the average person the average your average everyday person probably has like monopoly like maybe if ladders, they're pushing maybe 20 if games they have kids. yeah um my a big goal i have and I, I think a big reason for 10 by 10s is to encourage yourself to play a game more than once because i think a lot of times when you have a large collection of games especially you tend to get the, a game out maybe that you're excited to play and you play it the one time you but you've got twice, so yeah. many other games yeah. that you tend to never go back to that game and yeah. and i think that you probably miss out on a lot in those games because let's face it, nobody plays a game completely right the first time. Right. Right. And we'll be talking about that. Um, maybe, maybe on the next episode. Um, that, so yeah, I think if you don't list. get a lot of plays in for games, you miss out on a lot in that game. And for me, my goal is to encourage myself to get more plays in of games that I might normally games that might take a long time. So I might overlook them more often than not. So I want to try to encourage myself and my gaming friends to revisit these games. 
I mean, I'm not asking anyone to play. We should we should talk about what games are on our list. We should, we should. go through that. We should. Um, I, I'm not going to ask anybody to play Twilight Imperium with me ten times. Uh, I love that game. I think it's a great game. It's probably one of the best space 4x games that's out there now twilight imperium um i have not played it but i have played star trek ascendancy which i'm told is kind of similar um you know it's it's sort of similar, similar there's some similarities anyway. yeah. yeah um so twilight imperium it's it's a board game version of civilization the computer game in space so sid meyer's civilization in space but a board game. So it um, takes like 11, 11 hours. To it, so actually it? the the first time I played it, uh, we played, we did play a 11 hour game. Um, I lost by one point because on my last turn, I did not research any technology because I assumed that I was, I was in a good position to either win or come in second. So I was like, I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to sit back and let, let fate unfold. And I ended up losing by one point. If I had done some technology, I would have, I would have won. Um, but that's not the point. Um, it is a fantastic game. It just, it does take a long time. Um, you can play through Twilight Imperium third edition. You can play through in about six hours. That's if you still know way too long to try to play 10 times. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are people out there, I'm sure that have put that on their 10 by 10s and that will want to play it 10 times. Right. I would I'm be happy with one. I'm definitely not one of them. No. One, one time would be enough in 2017. I'd like to play Eclipse. Yeah. One time. Yeah. I keep buying expansions to that game. There's supposed to be uh, another ship pack expansion coming out at some point. Um, I only have, I've got the base game and one expansion. And I will admit that. It's called like what, like Dark uh, Ancients or something like that? Something like that. Something like that. I can look. I have a computer here in front of me. I have not even done anything with my copy because, and apparently I am a minority in this. I hate punching chits. Oh, no. I love it. I love it. Um, like I said, apparently in the board game geek genre of people, I or subculture of people, whatever you want to call us, <laughs> I'm apparently a minority. In I love it when I open up a game and there's nothing to punch out. I'm always like, yay! I, I don't understand that at all. I disagree wholeheartedly. Um can we talk about what's on our 10 by 10s? Yes, can we, we talk can. about Can we, we can. go through this now? Yes. Um, okay. So uh, let's just go back and forth here. Um, so uh, I've put Pandemic on my list. And why uh, did you put Pandemic on your list? Well, I've gone on record multiple times. Uh, I'm not sure what that record is. Board Game Geek forums and just telling people in general. Um, I have told people, multiple, multiple, multiple people, that Pandemic is my favorite board game of all time. Now, when I say that, that doesn't mean it's the game I want to play more than any other game ever. What that means is if someone said to me, do you want to play Pandemic? I would always say yes, no matter what. I would always be like, yeah, yeah, let's play Pandemic. Um, I normally play uh, the hardest difficulty level, and I usually do, I usually do pretty well. Um, I do... From time to time, and from time to time, I mean all the time. Um, I do that thing that people hate when you're playing a co-op game, where you have one player that just is like, everybody shut up and let me think. Uh, I know we can win, just let me do the math and I'll tell you exactly how to do your turns. So, I will admit that from time to time, all the time, every time, 
I am guilty of, of quarterbacking. Um, hopefully, one of the goals of me putting this on my 10 by 10 is to experience the game with other players and let them learn the strategies. Um, and also, there's a couple of expansion modules that I have not played with yet. I've never played with the Bioterrorist. I don't want to. It's a co-op game. I don't want there to be a bad guy. Okay, so can I tell you something? Yeah. I have never played Pandemic. You've never played Pandemic. Well, it's on my 10 by 10 so... And I am one of the core members of your gaming group. That so is true. I will probably be playing it. I have never played it. I have watched when some of our other friends were playing the Legacy one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've seen it a little bit, but I have never actually played it. Um, and I that is not the version that's on my 10 by 10 Um, I have... I do have Pandemic Legacy. I have Season 1. And I will be picking up Season 2 at Gen Con. Um, but it's not on the 10 by 10 because uh, it's just not. It probably should have been. It probably should have been instead of Pandemic. But my problem with Legacy games is you have to get those other people that are in that group to play it every time. Um, and Which I is a rather... good lead into. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not a Legacy game, but on London my Dread? list... Well, the, actually, we have we have we have, I actually we should talk. Two games. We should we should explain that joke at some point. Yeah. So I have two games on my list that um, don't necessarily require the same people over and over, but I feel like it will be better if we have the same people. Yeah. Um, one of which is the Ninja Turtle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Yes. Uh, Shadows of the Past. Now we've been playing that, and it's a blast. It and is. We it make is actually way too really much good. noise in the gaming store. It's hilarious. Uh, I'm playing as Donatello, the best turtle. Um, and if you disagree, I'll fight you. You know what? In New Ninja Turtles, Donatello is definitely my favorite. Other than from the IDW series from like ep- issue 47 to 50. I've never read the comic book. Well, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, if you have not read the comic and you care about the comic, I'm going to talk about what happens in the comic for just a second. So Donatello dies. Oh. But he didn't die. He was just in a coma and his brain got downloaded into a robot turtle. But... But then the robot turtle was destroyed and his consciousness went back into his body? I don't know. It wasn't a very... Okay, so there is a robot turtle. Yes. In the Nickelodeon Yeah, what's his series. name? Metalhead? Yeah. And he actually he actually sacrifices himself to save the rest of the turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Nickelodeon series is surprisingly good. Um, You know, I have it. Uh, it's on my to-watch list, but I haven't I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched every episode. Corey Feldman's episode. not in it, so... Right. I haven't watched every single episode of it, but my nephews were big fans of it, so I've seen a lot of it, and it's really, I enjoy it, especially the uh, Dungeons and Dragons version. It's really fun. Oh. It's like Mazes and Mutants or something. Oh. Um, but I do really, Donatello is definitely my favorite. Donatello is that. the best turtle. But in, in the 80s series, yeah, Michelangelo was my favorite. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, and you're wrong, but that's That's who fair. I've been playing as in the Ninja Turtles Shadows of the Past game that we've been playing. I'm Mikey. Although I do kind of want to maybe steer away from that at least once and play as either April, because we do have the April yes, O'Neil. Yes, we have April, we have Casey, and I and maybe want to play Casey sometime. I think I would like to try playing as Casey, but... Yeah, it might be fun. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems... let's. We should finish the campaign I first. mean, maybe, yeah. We've gotten through three games of that so far. Um, four, actually. We no, finished, you're right, four. We finished that fourth one. We yes. finished that... But we failed. Um, we did. Uh, the next game on my list is Scoville. Uh, it's a game about hot peppers and crossbreeding. And actually, I have a really amazing story. I don't know if you know this. Um, so 
when that game was put up as a print and play on BGG, I downloaded it, and it, it, it basically it was requiring a color printer, and I don't have a color printer here at my house. So what I did was I went to my parents' house. It was a little bit icy. It was winter, and I'm coming down the hill towards their house, and I hit the tiniest, just the tiniest patch of ice. I'm going like five miles an hour, and I just, at the slowest possible speed, slide into my neighbor's mailbox <laughs> and that's why my car is all messed up that's why half of my bumper is missing. because you wanted to print scoville because i wanted to print scoville and when it happened i tweeted at ed maria the guy that designed the game and i just i tweeted him a picture of my car and i was like hey look what your game did to my car <laughs> so scoville as it happens is on my 10 by 10 as perfect well. perfect so and that's tasty minstrel yes um makes that game and i've met those guys a couple times there pretty good group of guys yeah yeah the, the year that that game debuted at gen con i think i ended up demoing i was just in their demo room because i didn't have any events planned and the hall was closed i think i taught like 20 people that game just because i was super excited about it alien frontiers it's basically yahtzee in space is it sort that of that does not make me want to you know <laughs> there's there's more to it than that it's not just yahtzee in space but um it's sort of a worker placement game but with dice okay um and one of the things that they offered at one point was rocket dice. So they're they're six sided dice. Yeah, they're they're six sided dice. Um, they're shaped like rocket ships, and they're. I think I've seen rocket dice um, at our game store. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're terrible. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. As far as dice go, they suck. Yeah, I, I I think when I have seen Rocket Dice and did not know that they were that they were in a game, yeah. I thought, who in their right mind would use these right, for anything? They're they're not cubes like a D six. They're they're cylinders. Right. Um, the, for the game, as far as the game goes, they they're perfect. They're thematic. Okay. They work. But if you're like, man, I'm gonna roll up a D and D character, it would probably be a bad idea. Yeah, to you don't want to use those. those. Um, right. But yeah, it's sort of a worker placement game. Um, I think right now on Kickstarter, there's a new edition with some new art or something. So it's so it's a dice game. Yeah, it's a dice game. Um, there's there's some cards that you can use to give yourself additional powers or actions. Um, there's a little bit of market. You're doing some trading and stuff like that. So it's it's got a lot going on. It's not just Space Yahtzee, but Space Yahtzee. Mm-hmm. I also have a dice game on my 10 by 10, which is from Mayfair Games, the Star Trek five-year mission. And I will admit that I originally bought this game knowing absolutely nothing about it. Um, actually, not only did you not know anything about it, you're not even the one that bought it. Well, you gave me money and sent me off. I was working, generally at Gen Con, I don't get to do a lot of shopping because I'm usually working at a booth. And I knew I wanted five-year mission. And every time I had gone to their booth before they opened, they would say, you know, come back in 10 minutes or come back, you know, in 15 minutes. And I wouldn't be able to get back there. So, um, yeah, Star Trek five-year mission, which I bought because it's Star Trek. I am a – it's my second favorite um, fan series. Yeah, anything. right after right after Stargate. Right after Stargate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, I had to have it. And I did end up really enjoying the game, thankfuller. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Cosmic Encounter. That's on my list as well. Yes. Um, if you have not played Cosmic Encounter, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do for you. Um, 
by many regards, it's the best board game that's ever been made. Not by mine, not by mine, but uh, Tom Vassell, a very famous YouTube reviewer, it's his favorite board game that's ever been made. Um, uh, I'm sure other people <laughs> that aren't Tom Vassell would agree. I only recently ever even discovered it. You introduced it to me yeah. as well. Um, you introduced me to a lot of games, actually. But that one was definitely you, and I immediately was interested because it's a space game. Yeah, I like yeah. space stuff. I'm, I'm big into sci-fi, but I did really enjoy the gameplay. And what was there was a race that I saw that I'm really hoping I get to play at some point, um, but I don't remember who they well, were. There's about 400 different alien right, races in that but game. But there was so. one that I thought was really funny, and I don't remember what it was. It looked like something. So, okay, so for... You know the one of you that's listening that doesn't know, and I'm looking at him right now. Uh, he's he played he played it too. Um, so Cosmic Encounter. The long and short of it is, you have five planets in front of you. On your turn, you'll flip over a card. It'll tell you who to attack. You send however many ships you want to um, within within the rules of the game, um, and then you can invite people to be in an alliance with you, and those people will be sent off. And then you'll play a card that has your attack strength on it. You'll compare it, and the higher number wins. The problem is that there are over, I think, over 200 different alien races now that change the rules of the game, each in a different way. So you might have a character that says, instead of sending one ship to fight, you can send all of them. You can send every single ship that you want. Or instead of playing a card that has a number on it, Think of a number in your head and say it out loud. I mean, I don't think that's one, but like just stuff yeah. like that. Although I think I believe the you number said is that the, 15. I believe that you said that for all intents and purposes for with our gaming group, you did take out the game breaking races. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few. There's a few. I don't I do actually have another space game on my list. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's another Star Trek game, actually. Because, again, I love Star Trek. If there was a Stargate game, I'd be all over that. Well, but there is, but... There's not. There is. A Stargate No, I, I own it. There's a Stargate board game. There is. Shut it's not good. the front door. It's not good, but it's it exists. Okay. Apparently, there, I've heard rumors that there's one that's being Yeah, there's supposed tested. to be one in development, but I don't, I don't know. Um, but I do have another Star Trek game. I, um, I play-tested that. It was okay. Um... It, has a, it lot has of, potential. It has a lot of potential. Actually, it has a whole lot of potential. Um, I can't talk about it. I can right, say that it right. exists, and but I did sign an NDA. Potential. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay, so anyway, Star Trek. I have the Star Trek deck builder right. on my list. And uh, as we talked about, we're we're counting. So there's three different versions of that. But there we're are just three different versions. As one thing. Because you mix they're them. all, you don't mix them. Because they are, it's the original series, right? But they are, ex it's expansions. You can pl you can play them together, correct? I don't know, honestly. I think you can. Um, I personally who made wouldn't... that Cryptozoic? Is Off it the their is it their head? Cerberus engine? We have a no, computer it here. is not the Cerberus engine. Okay. It well, is definitely it was, not. If it was Cerberus, um... no, um, I'm not a huge fan of the Cerberus engine. I think it's um... really okay. So here's my thing: I, it's not a bad system. It is a really great introductory deck building system but if you really like deck builders which i do it's kind of boring okay um and i don't think cryptozoic always does the best the best job in the world at 
adapting it to different themes. Some of them they've done a really good job with, and other ones it's just kind of eh. So Bandai is the publisher on that. That makes sense. Okay. So um, there are three versions. There's the original series, which I was able to pick up. I've got all the uh, promos and stuff for that. I was able to pick it up in the auction room at Gen Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a fantastic thing. You should always always go to that. If you've never gone to that, you should... So you yeah, um, and then there are um, two. Don't don't go to bid on things. Go to the auction. Go to the like, like the... auction store. It's stuff that hasn't sold or or that just didn't go in a store. Yeah, but um, there are two, um, next generation. Yeah, versions. there's the Borg one. There's the and Borg the one and then a normal one. And I have all three versions. Um, I have actually not played the Borg version. But I have played the other two versions. Do you have the the playmats as well? I have one playmat. One of the playmats. Yes. Because um, I know those were those were those were hard to get. Back they in were. The, but even I back actually in the day. picked that up at the Gen Con um, auction room as well. I went through a phase where I was kind of a sucker for playmats, and I'm not sure why because I very rarely actually use them. I bought the playmat for Sheriff of Nottingham. That doesn't do anything. It's not even a functional playmat in terms of playing the game. There's nowhere Sucker. for you to put it. Now you're a sucker. Yeah. yeah. If, if every player had one, then it would be fine. But it's not even... It's just a playmat. It's just a normal card game playmat. You could play use it mat. as a mouse pad. Yeah. I do want to mention that since we're talking about 10 by 10s Daft Concepts. They have an Etsy. If you just look for Daft Concepts on Etsy, they make a lot of board game um, accessories. And they have come out with these really cool boards that are designed for tracking 10 by 10s. And they have them. If you don't want to be so hardcore, they actually have 5 by 5 boards as well. And they have slots that you put a meeple in each of your 10 and you move the meeple when you get your plays in. Does it come with the meeple or do I have to? It comes with a meeple, but they're going to be making, I'm told... They're going to be making different variations of the meeples so that you could get like, I don't know if this is going to be one, but you could like maybe have a Cthulhu meeple. Like they're going to, because these meeples are not the standard meeple size. Right, right. So they are slightly different size. Okay. And they are going to be making some variations of those, but they're really cool. The boards are incredibly awesome. And I have seen work from Daft Concepts before and their work is really good quality. So I highly recommend if you're going to try a 10 by 10, go all out and get one of these boards and... I think it says in this house we game or something. Yeah, on it. something it's like really that. cool. Yeah. So yeah, you showed me a picture of it and I was like, okay, that's yeah, cool. they're they're pretty awesome. I like them. Um. So yeah. <clears throat> whose turn is it? Is it my turn to talk about yeah, it? Yeah. Do uh, we have? Do you have any more space games or? Uh, <laughs> no, not all of my games are space games. Um. So, the next game on my list is Legends of Andor. Um. I've never heard of that one. Right. So it's, gosh, who's publishing it now? Cosmos, maybe. Um, originally, I think the version that I have is Fantasy Flight, but it's it's just an adventure game, uh, kind of medieval. Um, it has a so it's a campaign game, um, and it came out before campaign games were a thing. You know, legacy games and campaign games. And are now, a, a now huge. apparently they're a big thing because we got huge. several of them on our list. Yeah, they're huge now. Um, but so to be a hundred percent honest, I have only ever played the intro mission. And the next mission after that, I played the intro mission like six times because every time I'm like, oh, let me teach you how to play this game. The intro mission teaches you how movement works. It teaches you how items work, combat. So the intro mission is really just don't read the rule book. 
I mean, read okay. it. Read it. But you don't need to read it to people that you're teaching it to. I mean, as long as you know how to play it or have a concept of how to play it, and you're like, all right, let's sit down and let's play this game. Um, an expansion has come out that adds a totally new set of missions. It adds called like journey to the north or explorers of the north or something like that and it adds um some boating and like a second continent um as well as two mini expansions uh one that adds a couple new characters and one that just adds some new missions so i've picked up both of those hopefully we get through all of that hopefully i mean that's the goal yeah that is the goal that Um, is the goal i have i have in addition to the ninja turtles i do have another um, campaign style game on my list as well um, which is London Dread uh, London Dread co- is from I believe Gray Fox games yeah, Gray Fox games yeah and I guess anytime I'm talking about the game you gotta I talk about Asker I always talk you gotta about talk Asker about him. Um, I only got to meet Asker I was, I was honored to get to hang out with him a little bit at the <laughs> upper deck party at Gen Con uh, so Asker is the designer and then what's his name Sar- sorry no it's so- I think it's Z- Snore 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 Snorey no, it's not snore. snore. I believe it's snore. <laughs> the, the, but um, or Zenor, Snore. Um, I don't. I honestly, um, they he, both really nice guys. Super nice guys. They are. Um, they're, they're from like Norway, so I don't know. Yeah. They're, I guess they're just Nor. They're Norwegian. Sure. I don't know. We don't know where they're from, but they're really nice guys. We really hung out with them. Really super nice guys, and um, we both bought their game. And I'm not afraid to say that Asger is. One of the most attractive men I have ever seen at a gaming convention in my entire life. And if I wasn't working at another booth, I probably would have spent a lot of time walking back and forth by the Gray Fox Games booth. He, I will admit, he looks like Thor. If Thor was a real person, it would be this this man. <laughs> um, so we played that. We played that earlier today. Um, and And we did not play it entirely right. No. But once we figured it out, um, it's a really fun game, and it's completely story-driven. There's an app. There's an there's a, a fantastic app that kind of walks you through the story, and it's got fun sound effects. And it's not as lame as I'm making it sound. It actually and, is pretty cool. And we got to rip some cards up. We did, which there will be a video on our soon-to-be YouTube channel and, you can, you can um, just, just post it on, on I'll uh, post it on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. Yeah. Um, Formula D. I want to talk about Formula D. It is a car racing game, and I don't know anything about car racing. I'm, I'm, I mean, everything that I know about cars, I learned from Top Gear. I used to go to the um, dirt track racing. Oh, the little up 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 north. Up north, yes. Yeah. I used to go. Yeah. And watch the dirt Sunday, track Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, it was always on Sundays. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I used to go and watch those. Well, Formula D is not about a dirt dirt racing cars. Right. Um, it's about you can use either stock cars or you can use F1 cars. So it's like NASCAR or Formula. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's Formula. Yes. It's not yes. NASCAR. It's it's either. You can use the stock cars. Okay. Uh, you can use the NASCAR style stock cars okay. or you can use the F1 and cars. I barely know the difference, but I vaguely do know the difference. Well, F1 looks like a rocket ship. Right. And NASCAR looks, looks like, like a, a car. <laughs> Right. So there's the difference there. Um, uh, I've got rules for doing a Formula D league. So basically, we would have to just play ten times. It's perfect for ten by ten. Um, we track points. We track standings. Um, you can use points to repair your car because if you're playing correctly, you're going to push yourself harder and 
probably damage your car. But if you were playing a standoff game, just a single game, it wouldn't matter. You could, as long as you roll across the finish line, you could have two tires left and a transmission that's falling out. But if you're so, playing it as a league, you got to try to take care of your car. So with this one, you're going to pick one car at the beginning and play the same car through the whole 10 plays? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So we'll use point by system. Um, there's two different ways to play Formula D. One of them, you just use the standard characters that are, that are in the game. Um, the other one is you design your car um, within, within the rules of the game. Of course. I want mine to have a unicorn. Um, I mean, that's fine. I want it to be, instead of horsepower, it's going to be unicorn power. Yeah. I, I don't have any car games on my list. But I do have a train game on my list, which is Colt Express. It's not really a train yeah, game. Yeah, it's not really a train it, game. There's a train involved. Um, do you have the Back to the Future car promo? There's a Back to the Future car for Colt Express? Yeah. Yeah, it was available at Essen. Oh, my God. Yeah, I imported it. I've got it. Um. We have to use that. <laughs> I think I think it just makes it another thing you can stand on. It goes in front of the of the train. Please, please tell me that we are going to use that. Oh yeah, because, we can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back to the Future is up there as far as um, series that I enjoy. It's right up there with Star Wars for me. Wow, that's that's a lot of praise. As far as how much I enjoy it, I mean, I'm not saying it's as good as Star Wars or whatever, but I do really, really love Back to the Future. That's a lot of praise. Flashpoint. Fire Rescue. Flashpoint colon Fire Rescue. Have you played Have you played Flashpoint? Have I made you play Flashpoint? I don't think you've made me play Flashpoint. So it's a firefighting game. I figured. Um, yeah. Since it's called <laughs> Flashpoint Fire Rescue. Um, gosh, it's, it's, it's produced by Indie Cards and Games. They have made about, I don't know, eight different expansion maps for it. Um, your goal is... To save X amount of people before the building collapses, basically. Are there cats? I there are cats. The, I would yes. save the cats first. Yes, there are cats. I am a crazy save. cat lady for anybody that is listening that doesn't know me already. There are cats. Um, there are dogs. There are people. Sometimes things explode. Sometimes walls crumble. Sometimes the building collapses and everybody dies, but that's okay. <gasps> as long as the cats get out safe, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a board game, so right. If you lose, you play it again. Right, right. Um, Spurs. Spurs. Oh man. It's a good game. It's a really good game. Um, we discovered Spurs kind of by accident. Yeah, we were just kind of wandering around at. Was it? It was at Origins. It was Origins. Twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Yeah. Something like that. Ah. Uh, we discovered they were they were in a tiny little booth, like off in one of the, like the side, like the far side aisles, the ones that you sometimes never make it over to. And we just happened to see the art, and it was uh, amazing. It looked like, and we found out later that it was. It looked like authentic, like spaghetti western art. And we thought, I'm. It's not that I'm going to jump all over the idea of a western game, but the art most was of them just, were terrible. Right. Let's be honest. But the art was just really pretty, and all of us were like, "Oh my god, we need to try this game." So we did, and it's it's different. The mechanics are really yeah, fun. There's like side games. Yeah, it's not so much a single board game as it is a bunch of. It's a collection of mini games, you which can, makes it really fun. You can herd cattle. You can break a horse. You have to break, yeah, break you can a horse. Rob, rob a people. bank. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's. I thought it was really fun. I enjoyed it, and I've only gotten it out on my table once since Origins, and. I want to make sure that I get it out. More. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I I picked up all the 
like all of the expansion I did content. Too. So I did I've got too. the 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 when the they did the bullet bullets. when they yeah. did the wooden bullet expansion. I was uh-huh. that was the like I backed it on Kickstarter right away. I was like, I love this game. Yeah. I have to have these. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and and I it's a fun game and the art's beautiful. And the the guy told us from Mr. B told us Sean Bean. Not 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 the actor Sean Brown Sean Brown maybe his it's name? Sean something it's I can Sean, picture what he looks like but he, he told us that the art actually I guess he there maybe there was a one piece of it that he was familiar that he'd seen and he did the research to find the artist and f- I don't remember the whole story but I remember that it turned out that the he ended up getting all of the artist's art and was able to use it in the yeah. game and it actually is spaghetti western yeah it's art. authentic like from spaghetti western books like actual um title art it it used to be it used to be in a museum i guess and he had recently gotten it back or something yeah i don't i don't Um, know i don't remember the whole story but i remember it was really cool but it's real it's really cool yeah there's one piece of art that he was like oh man i wish i had had time to finish that but like if you didn't know that story yeah it looks fine it's wonderful i just the art is the art alone is worth just picking up the game and taking a look but the game itself is it's a fun play. Police Precinct. So it's very similar to the idea of Flashpoint. Um, police Precinct, you are a police officer in a town. A murder has been committed. So your job is to solve the murder, but also you still have to deal with the everyday police work. So there's going to be traffic accidents. There's going to be robberies. There's going to be crazy naked men running through the streets. Um, it's fully cooperative. There is a dirty cop variant that I, I, I'm not a big fan of co-op games where one person's a traitor unless that's the whole point, like Shadows Over Camelot. That's the whole point, is that someone's a traitor. But Police Precinct, if I have the option of playing fully cooperative or fully cooperative but one guy's a bad guy, fully cooperative all the way. Now, I'll admit that when you brought Police Precinct to the table the first time with us, I was immediately like, really, Jared? I mean, really? Uh, by the end of the game, I was sold. Uh, I would not normally say that I'm going to be into something like a police theme game or whatever, but it was really fun. Um, I enjoyed it. The The mechanics and the theme are very well integrated. They are. And also, money is donuts. Which I remember I loved. <laughs> and I loved the, the little donut chits were just fantastic, which... You know, our a part of the theme of our podcast is food and games, and I mean, come on, when you get together with your friends and play games, generally you're going to eat as well. And I love food themed games. And while Police Precinct is not food themed, <laughs> it did have the donut money, and I yes, yes. I loved that. It made me want to like crochet little donuts that to go with the game. I'm sure someone out there has made little bead donuts, um, but. There's supposed to be there's supposed to be some expansions coming out soon. Um, I've been emailing back and forth with the the designer, Carl something I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, there's supposed to be maybe maybe this year a Kickstarter for a big box expansion for it. They've made a bunch of little promo cards and expansions, but nothing. Now, do you big. think their Kickstarter will make the original game available if you don't have it? Um. Yeah, probably, probably. It's it is oftentimes really hard to get the your hands on that game. Right, um, I've never seen it. There's only one in America, North America. There's only one 
board game distributor that does it, and that's GTS, and not a lot of board game stores go through them. Right. So it, it is harder to get that. They're like the fifth largest distributor, so most people are going to go with the bigger ones. Right. So food games, Burger Up. Burger Up, yes. That was that was on Kickstarter. Was it? Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't back it on Kickstarter. I bought it at the game store. And it was, again, I have a habit of buying games based on art or theme without knowing anything about the game. And oftentimes with art or theme games, I don't even read the back. I'm like, yes, I'm just going to get this game. And Burger Up was one of those that I was like, it's a food game. And the art on the box was adorable. So I bought it. And it just turned out that the game is really fun to play. And there's a lot more to it than I thought there would be. The game, while easy to learn is not necessarily easy to like master and win because while you would think it's easy to throw all these things on a burger no i've played i've played burger time it's not when, easy when, is it? when the, the pickle guy comes and chasing you and you oh. gotta throw pepper at him it's not so but with this one you have to you'll have you only have a certain number of like toppers for your burgers that are available at a certain time and those toppers will require certain things on the burger to use that top of the burger and sometimes it can be very challenging to get those things on the burger. So it's it's a very fun game. And I do have the the Burgers of the World expansion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that was – I think that is all of the stretch goals from the Kickstarter. In, okay. In like a single pack, something like that. Um, Camel Up. Fantastic. Camel game. Up. So it was the 2014 Spiel winner um, – which is a very prestigious award in Germany for board games. Basically, game of the year in Germany in uh, 2014. <sighs> Camel Up. The mechanics of the game. If I told you, hey, do you want to come over to my house and play a game about betting on camel races? I'd be like, what? Right. But So the main mechanic here of Camel Up, there's a pyramid with dice in it. You shake it up. You flip it over. A die comes out. You move that camel. If that camel is under another camel, the whole camel stack, or as they call it in the rulebook, camel unit, moves. So the game self-balances. So the green camel, we played earlier today, the green camel was in last place. And I was like, there's no way the green camel's going to win. We all bet against this camel. I did not. You were the only person in, in the, what, six, seven person but game But I did, did not, not bet for it either. Right. But the math will let a camel catch up really easily because it can only roll a one, two or a three. It is a really hard game. Just, just like, yeah, I guess I, I would guess in camel racing or horse racing. I've never been to a, a camel. I race. have not either. I've never been to a horse race either, but uh, I would, I would assume that it's all, it's somewhat hard to predict. Even if there's a horse that's more apt to win right. or has better odds, right. it's still any horse's game or in this case, any camel's game. That's why you break into the stables and poison all of the horses except for the one that you want that to win. That is the most horrible thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Probably not. <laughs> but that is pretty terrible. I don't believe that for a moment. What's next on your list? What's next? Next on my list is Takenoko. Takenoko. That means like baby bamboo sprout. I don't know. It's the panda bear it does. game. Yeah, it... It's the panda bear game. Uh, I've only ever played it once, and I really? remember. Yeah, I've only played it only once. once. Uh, it it takes up too much space because I tried to play it on my card table, and it's almost too big for the card table. But I loved Little Panda Bear. 
And I don't have the expansion. Chibis. Correct. I do not have the Chibis expansion. But I do remember really enjoying the game. Uh, again, bought it because the cute panda bear and the art. But it's a fun game, and I want to make sure I get more plays in. It needs to get to my table more. It's a really good game. It's really fun. My only problem with it is it's called Takenoko, which is a Japanese word. But in the rule book, there's a comic that teaches you the story of the game. And you are trying to impress your Chinese gardener that lives in China, trying to impress the emperor of China. Right. Well, and but the panda name bears, is Chinese. Panda the pandas are, are from, from China. Right. <laughs> so everything about the game is great, except for the title. Which is funny, but the art is adorable and the game's fun. So, and it's a game that I would suggest even playing with with kids because yeah. kids are going to be into the cute panda bear, right, right, and stacking the bamboo and all that kind of stuff. So, um, Sheriff of Nottingham is next on my list. The the last of my hardcore ten by ten. Um, it's a game about lying about apples. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is one of those games that was on my list to buy for a really long time just because it was from a com- like company companies that I knew put out games that I liked. Yeah, it's the first it's it's so it's published by Arcane Wonders and it's the first of the Dice Tower Essentials line. So I guess it, it's based on a an old game that was about coming into an airport and declaring what you had in your suitcase. Um it was re-released at some point and it was rethemed as a Robin Hood game and then re-released again and very, very slightly rethemed as Sheriff of Nottingham. Still basically a Robin Hood game. Basically, yeah. But I, I've had it for quite a while and only got it. Actually, it wasn't even my copy. I don't think that I, we got to the table, but maybe it was. I don't remember. Um, we, we, uh, we played it earlier this month. It we was. did. And it I was a copy. It. I think it was your copy. Yeah, It wasn't mine. Uh, then it must have been my copy. I think that this is a game that you have to play with the right people, though. Yeah, every game is a role-playing game. Yeah. If and you try I hard enough. I think if you play... That's so true. Um, I think if you played it with the wrong people, it could be a really miserable game to play. Yeah, because the whole idea is you're bluffing about what you have in your bag. And if you're playing with someone that's just like, um, I have two apples. Pro tip for anybody that ever wants to play games with Jared... Don't play bluffing games with Jared because he will always beat you (laughs) because he makes up the most ridiculous stories. And then he finds a way to make people go along with them on these ridiculous stories. Anytime that I'm playing like a a pitching type game, um, like Ex Machina or. I love Ex Machina, um, which is probably a fairly unknown. It probably is. It's, It's super fun. It's basically the same game as Snake Oil. Um, which is a much more popular, it's the same idea. Um, any of those, like, wait, wait, there's more. Um, a game where Channel you have to a. make stuff up. Yeah, where it's like, imagine it's the year 2017. You have a refrigerator that's overflowing. What you need is a refrigerator sponge. And then you have cards that you have to make a refrigerator sponge out of. You have a refrigerator and you have sponge. Well, I just made a thing. Yeah. Uh, you need this. Your refrigerator is overflowing. I don't know what that means, There's but it's T32 happening. T32 chemical or T something. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's a good game. That's, it's a really, it's fun, a really game. fun game. I think we should get that back to the table sometime soon. Not necessarily for a 10 by 10. Oh, I don't no. want to no, play it 10 times. I don't want to play it 10 times. But I do want to play it again because, again, playing bluffing games with Jared 
while he will probably kick your butt every time, he will always have the entire table cracking up. And probably <laughs> if we're at the store, the entire store like, cracking up. We played Super Fight and I had a hillbilly. Oh it was my God. unbeatable. It was just a stupid redneck and it was completely unbeatable. He was like marrying everything and it was ridiculous. <laughs> Superfight, that's another great game. It is. That's another great game. But again, I have learned that if you play it with the wrong people, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. But that's true of any game. Here's some here are some board game facts. We have not finished my list. Oh yeah, what's the last what's the last item on your list? The last on my list we have finished my list, never mind. Okay. Here <laughs> Here's some board game facts. Fact number one. Every board game is a role playing game if you try hard enough. Fact number two. You will always play the game wrong the first time. Uh, and fact number three, I don't ever want to play Cards Against Humanity ever again. I kind of don't either, but I know that I will have to because I have a lot of friends that aren't board gamers, but when they get together for drinking, they're like, Cards Against Humanity. And I will admit that I still can get laughs out of it, but I feel like I've seen every single card a million times Oh, now. but there's a new expansion out now. I don't care. <laughs> Although I do kind of want the cats one. There's like a cats against humanity one. Oh. I kind of I kind of want to play that. I've seen it on Facebook. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm not on Facebook anymore as you know. Here's some things we're going to talk about on the next episode. Um number 1, what are we going to talk about, Jondi? We're going to talk about how you never play a game right the first time. Right? Um we're also going to talk about my Kickstarter addiction. <laughs> That will be a fun conversation. It will be. It'll be a really terrible, embarrassing conversation. Um, we're also going to try to have a recipe that you can make at home, and we will post that on the website as well. Yes. And we'll talk about how the recipe tastes, because we will eat it, not while we're talking to you, but we will. I think we should just... That'd be hilarious. That would be that'd be really good tape, as they, as they say. Yes. Good tape. Fantastic. So I guess we'll see you guys back here in the next episode. In the meantime, it would mean so much to us... If you could tell all of your friends, all of your family, everyone in your gaming group, um, random strangers on the street, just anybody, everybody, to go to our website, eatchitanddice.com, um, and just listen to the podcast. We are working on getting it on iTunes right now. So if that's where you heard it, awesome. Please subscribe. If that's not where you heard it, uh, look forward to hearing it in iTunes or or Podcast Addict, or Stitcher, or whatever your favorite thing is. And if you have a favorite podcasting software that we are not in, please send us an email, and we will make sure that we are added to it. So I guess uh, until next time, bye-bye. Okay, see you later. <laughs>